Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 195 today. And today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 10, the season finale. And the title is called, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. The description reads, Decidedly his own man, Canaan strays further from his mother and sets up shop on his own corners of South Jamaica. Worried about retaliation, rock questions unique, Lou's riff with rock grows when he makes a discovery. Y'all already know. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I have two sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. Shout out to stars, 50 cents, the whole stars universe, Patina Miller, Joey Badass, the whole cast and crew who did the damn thing. The writer. I mean, this whole season was so dope and i appreciate all of you for tuning in each week to check out my recaps we just about to keep on you know supporting 50 cent we green light gang over here we green light gang over here and he working on a whole bunch of stuff and we about to get into it we about to get into it as always you can follow me on my social media platforms alicia shanice's facebook alicia shanice reviews instagram alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you can hit me up either way em i mean uh dm uh inbox email for any recap requests if you need me to shout out anything you're working on or if you just want to say what's up descriptions will be in the description box when you click on the pod you can follow my playlist they're exclusively on spotify um all you got to do is type in shanice loves but yeah we, we about to get into it 50 cent is working on some amazing things so i will shout them out towards the end of the episode about everything we're going to have, you know, for upcoming recaps, because we got to talk about it. We got to talk. This this season finale was so fire, and we about to break it down. So enough of me rambling. I got some more announcements towards the end of the show, but let's get into this recap. Let's talk Raising Canaan. All I need is one mic. Make money, make, make, make money. When she hit the fan, we'll take money. Shout, shout. 
we about to get into this shit right here. Man, this episode was so fire. <clears throat> man, shout out to 50 Cent. I, I love Fifth so much. <laughs> man, I admire that man's career. Uh, Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Kemp. I, I mean, oh my God. The writing was amazing on this show. <sighs> I'm so sad it's coming to an end. And, you know, it probably returns next July, September. Um, shout out to Patina Miller and Makai Curtis, who plays young 50, uh, well, young Kanan Stark. Um, they did the damn thing. I have to admit, this is my favorite spinoff. And it's written by Sasha Penn. You know, of course, it originated from the original power with Courtney Kemp. But shout out to um, Sasha Penn, uh, who's over the Raising Canaan writing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So let's get into it. Um, It opens with Sam. We we, we got Sam. And shout out to, uh, I don't know the man who portrayed Sam's character, but he played a hell of a role. When you talk about addicts in these TV shows, um Wanda from Snowfall has already has always been in my top tier of playing this type of role and she embodied that role on Snowfall but Sam is right up there Sam made everybody knows a Sam in their neighborhood you know so we got Sam and his boy they at the upscale rock house remember that's what the other addict said that Sam was acting bougie he took his money you know had a stack full of money and went to the upscale rock house with the heater in it you know what I'm saying and they in there they about to they about to light it up and and get high and and in bus in Marvin and and I just wasn't expecting this opening Marvin come in there blasting he like, I was trying to do the right thing in this motherfucker. <laughs> and Sam like, I'm about to go, man. I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus. <laughs> Marvin like, that busing came and went. Sam takes a deep breath. He like, let me just get one last hit. Then we get a backstory. How Sam was an accountant back in the day. He had his CPA. He had his own cubicle. People trusted Sam with their money. And as he's giving Marvin his speech, I'm all emotional and shit because I wasn't expecting this opening. (laughs) All of a sudden, there goes that pop. Damn, that was a hell of an opening. And there goes Sam. So rest in peace to Sam. He played a hell of a role. (laughs) We get in the next scene a meeting with Unique and Rock. Now, Nick come in there smooth as always, and he gives Rock a warning. He tells her, you know, Big Sal, he coming. And Rock like, we ain't running. You know, we got soldiers too. And I did come with the territory. So <clears throat> she ends up telling him about the expansion plan, but of course he passes because Unique, you know, he tells her he ain't built to be an employee. Plus him and Warrell, they got their own thing they working on. So... You know, unique, get to being unique, <laughs> asking Rock, has she ever caught feelings for him? You know, they've been working and, you know, she kind of brushes him off, but she she kind of chuckles about it. And we see there is a mutual respect between these two. And damn it, I can't wait to get to the end of this episode. But we're going to take our time. We about to dissect this scene by scene. 
So in the next scene, we go to Famous Crib. And as usual, Famous is being famous. He needs rent money. Um, <laughs> he like, <laughs> Kana, you've been staying here for a minute. Um, you, you, you need to kind of help with the rent. Famous always needs something. Famous is always whining. So, you know, Kanan, he has an epiphany, like what Rock has is his and he's going to get it. And, and nobody's going to stop Kanan Stark. It's his empire. So we go to the next scene and we go to the studio and we got Lou. He in there going through the mail and find something interesting from the bank. At first, I thought it was more debt that Crown left him, but we see what it is later. But while he's looking and he like, what the hell? In comes Issa. And surprisingly, she not wanting to fuck. She wanted to get in the booth. And she got a new beat that she made for herself. They agreed to take some time off due to the death with Cartier, but she ready to get to work. She plays her new beat, and it sounded like Mary J. Blige real love beat to me. So I said, okay, you, you biting off, MJ? <laughs> but um, that beat reminded me, of, that was real love. Speed it up. So anyway, we get into the next scene and we get the church boy, Corey. He walking out of church. He got his little headphones in. It didn't sound like he was listening to no gospel music, but he jamming. And we got Juke sitting on the stoop. She creeps up on him and she like, this was a setup. You set me up. And he like, no, Sister Kenya wanted me to, you know, step to you and see what you interested in dudes. But you want nothing but a dyke bitch. And before he can finish the word bitch, she knocks his ass out. Now, he tries to swing back, but she whooped his ass, and she had on them Tims and stomped them, and, you know. <laughs> Corey got his ass beat, and we seen, we seen Juke. We seen, we know that Juke. We know that Juke from the original Power. So here comes the cops, and they came quick, and they arrest Juke, and, you know, she get in a car talking shit. Corey sitting there with his face bleeding. So we go into the next scene. Burke, Burke, Burke. She goes to one of the rock houses. She like, I'm looking for Sam. <laughs> one of the dudes like, fuck Sam. <laughs> so he tells her that Sam is at the upscale smoke spot with the heater. And she like, what's the address? And he like, 1600 uh, smoke stopway, bitch. <laughs> Oh my God, that scene was hilarious. Burke is just a mess and the, the smokers in there, they was a mess too. They had me cracking up laughing. And so after that, we go into the next scene and Sal goes to see Stefano. Now Stefano is portrayed by Tony Danza and Tony Danza is a legend. Uh, if you're an 80s baby, you know about who's the boss with him and Alyssa Milano and... um. Judah, Judy, I can't think of her name. But anyway, who's the boss? Everybody knows who's the boss show when he came from Taxi back in the day. So it was really good to see Tony Danza start his portrayal in the Power Universe. And he will be in season three. So that was not the last of seeing him. But they all fucking racist in this damn uh <laughs> in this damn part. Uh Sal comes to him for a visit and he, he tells him, you know, I have issues your way in Queens. And Stefano tells him, like, I already know your Tootsie Roll already paid a 
paid me a visit and I told her I don't do business with the Moolies and I'm not in it. So handle your business and get the fuck back to Jersey. That's where we drop our trash off at. So they do a little talking. He, you know, pays it, you know, gives him his respects for Sal losing his son, Marco. And, you know, as Sal is leaving, Stefano has to throw another racist remark. Um, you know, your dark friend, she bought a tank with some oxtails. Maybe you should buy some too. <laughs> okay, Stefano, you didn't call my girl Rock a Tootsie Roll, a Mooley, a dark friend. Um, we see where you coming from, but I guess they keeping it true form because that's how them damn Italians talked about us back in the day. Okay, so we get into the next scene. And we have Kanan. He goes to the Baisley Projects. We got Ice Cube playing in the background. I have to say it was a good day. He just go in there and get the taking shit. And Marvin checks him like, bruh, what you doing? He like, it's mine. He like, you know what? Take it. But I'm going to tell Rock. But Kane don't give a fuck. He's a he's being a rebellious teenager who's pissed off at his mother, right for, rightfully so. She lied to him his whole life about who his father was and had him attempt to kill his real father. So he's upset and he's saying he's going to take over his kingdom and her drugs are his. So Marvin lets him go like, All right, you know what? Deal with your mama. <laughs> so we go into the next scene. Now, this was a very small scene, but I'm. Um, pretty sure it will pick back up in season three we have the police go question the old neighbor across the, sh the hall from where famous killed freddie and also uh kane and pistol whipped freddie a few weeks prior so now this scene was small but it will be brought back up in season three for sure they didn't show that for any reason so while they're investigating freddie's homicide that neighbor will definitely talk so we go into the next scene and Rock meets up with Marvin and Lou at the new house. She tells them that it's handled. She had a meeting with Stefano. He's not stepping in on Sal's side and, you know, they don't have no extra help. So it's going to be, you know, his crew against her crew. And she's, she tells him it's going to get worse before it get better, but it come with the game and we're going to be all right. So it goes into the next scene. And Burke finds an executed Sam. Now, while she's looking around, Howard arrives at the crime scene. They talk for a moment. She gets to saying how Sam was going to talk about his shooting and throwing small accusations. And, you know, Howard tells her, like, look, I like the Sam. He helped me out over the years. But, Burke, you need to stop. You need to relax with all this stuff you want. So... It goes back to Rock, and as the siblings are walking out, Marvin checks on Lou, who was very upset. And uh, Rock, like, when you start taking up for him, he likes this. You know, he 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 went out there and held it down for me after I was shot shot at. So he ends up telling Rock that Kanan, you know, he hit her up. He took off. He got, you know, what I'm saying. A few G-Packs. So she like, I'm going to handle Kane and y'all just handle them Italians. So goes to the precinct, the jail cell, and Laverne Thomas gets released by no other than Burke. When she gets out, Burke question her, questions her about Howard's being Kanan's pops. And Jupe like, look, Defcon is his dad. That's why his name is Kanan Stark. 
she like you my guardian angel and now howard you know he can't his daddy burke stop so she does end up giving you know birkin looked out for her she does owe her one she's looked out for her three times i can count um when she helped her from get out of that when she broke into nicole's house to help her find her mom now she just got her out of jail so she gives her a warning you know juke kind of like likes Bert, and she gives her a warning that you know it's your own people coming for you so watch your back Burke listens because she know juke juke be knowing what she's talking about so after that we get a drive-by we see marvin masking up then it takes a shot to the other uh, car and we see lou masking up then it cuts and we see sal boys they hanging out at the corner in front of the bar and one of them guys played in a bronx tale he was a teenager so he played one of the ones who hung with collagero in a bronx tale he, he gained a little weight now but that was the same guy i think his name was slick in a bronx tale but they out there having them a good old time talking probably making racist jokes and they roll around that corner and they get the blasting leaving half of them dead and the rest including sal shook like a motherfucker shook like shook ones so we go into the next scene and we see canaan and famous they they on the block they hustling with rock shit <laughs> they got rock shit they out there hustling like it's theirs so it goes into the next scene and we go to the bank and we see Louis in there and he wondering why it's so much money in the account. And we find out crowned and put and left everything to, you know, uh, Miss Raquel Thomas. I'm like, well, damn, Rock be ahead of the <laughs> Rock be ahead of the game. We seem crown position uh proposition her for this, but it never went anywhere on screen, but we see off screen that they went on and made that deal. And now Bulletproof belongs to Rock. And all I can say is, Rock, goddamn you. Lulu was pissed. He storms out of that bank. And then we go into the next scene. And we see Rock, the one who always plays chess, always comes out on top. She kind of got swiveled around. So Rock and Marvin meet up with Abraham and Tremont. And Rock ready to discuss business. And we see Rock, she was the one that got played. When they watched her meet with Waki, they went around her straight to Juliana, messy ass. And we're going to talk about Juliana. And they went straight to the connect. And that was the plan, to get rid of Cartier. They didn't want a middleman. So Rock was pissed. And, and please believe, Tremont will have a bullet in the head in season three. So we get into the next scene and Jukebox meets up with Nicole's dad. And, you know, he tries to get her to tell everything about Burke. But she tells him, like, it's nothing to tell you. Burke did not give Nicole the drugs. And she ends up confessing that Nicole got the drugs out of her bag without her knowing. So we'll see where that goes because we know Howard put all of that in his head. Now, in the next scene, while Kanan is on the corner yelling out, no shorts, nigga, no shorts, up pulls Burke. Soon as she see him, she, she busts that Yui. And I'm like, this crazy bitch is an ambitious cop. But, I mean, she is doing her job trying to find out 
who shot her partner. She puts cuffs on Kanan, puts him in the car, they take off. It cuts to the next scene, and Rock and Marvin go meet with Waki and Juliana. Soon as they walk in there, Juliana's sitting up there all cocky, her and Waki having wine and dinner. <clears throat> and we see Juliana is the one who set up the deal with Abraham. Now, remember, the first time that they met, um, well, not the first time, but when they met the last time and Juliana was still pissed about Unique, Abraham was watching and him and Juliana kind of locked eyes. So we knew they didn't show that for anything. So he went behind her and... Um, she's sitting there all cocky and smug. Now, Rock warns her, like, look, she she warns this forgetful bitch. You're fighting above your weight class. Now, Marvin end up tells her, like, look, sis, let's let's bounce before let's just bounce. We 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 handle it. Now, Waki, he really don't say nothing. He don't really, he don't really look like he agree with Juliana's decision, but he, you know, takes his cousin's side and he warns her, she's dangerous. Juliana like so am I bitch since when when you just getting your ass whooped uh by your husband and rock had to come save you and now all of a sudden you're Griselda Blanco like just stop it okay I can't wait okay listen Juliana pissed me off because that's just like a motherfucker you do something for him you was just this timid little store clerk who was getting your ass whooped with black eyes every other week and rock saved the day being the black widow she is and now you you the queen pen. Okay, Juliana, we'll see you next season. We'll see where you're at. So <clears throat> we go into the next scene. And please believe Rock is going to get another connect. She'll get another connect because she's a just like unique to resilient motherfuckers. So we get into the next scene. And Burke, she takes Kane into the park. She gets to asking him all kind of questions, throwing up how Rock was a snitch back in the day. But Kanan calls her bluff. She gets mad, throws him up against the fence, and Kanan knocks her ass down. Takes off running, leaving her there embarrassed, yelling, You can run, but I know where to find you, Kanan. When he knocked her down, I was on the flow laughing because that's what she did. Just don't want too damn much. But Kanan knocked her ass down. So we get into the next scene and Marvin gets home. He plops on that couch like he didn't just had a long day. But he gets nervous when he hears rumbling coming from upstairs. So, of course, he grabs that gat, heads upstairs, and is in his relief when he sees his jukebox moving back into the house. So they talk for a minute. They make plans to get something to eat after he has to go out and make a run. And we uh, hear about LT. Remember, we ain't heard about LT, the big dog, in a while. LT got his own family now. Remember, LT was the dog he gave to Tony. Then he took it back. And <laughs> they just have small talk. I loved it. And he tells her that, you know, like, Juke, we all we got. So it was a happy part. And when he left out of the room, he happy cried. You know, he got the crying of joy. And I was scared when I seen that because I'm like, oh, shit, happy ending. And he's saying he'll be back and we know something coming. Please don't let nothing happen to Marvin because that's one of my favorite characters. Um, Now it goes into the next scene and Rock is at her new house. 
She's just looking around. She's in this big house. No one is there but her. No symphony. No Canaan. Everything is a mess. And this is the first time we're seeing Raquel defeated, flustered. She ends up um, throwing a vase up against the wall because, you know, she got the flowers from the real estate agent saying congratulations on your new home. And in walks Luke. <clears throat> now, to be fair, Rock warned him. She like, it's not the time, Lou. He still get to throwing up everything about the label. And Rock let him have it. She ends up telling him, I own you, nigga, at the end. Now, this was a fantastic scene, fantastic acting, Emmy-worthy scene by um, Patina Miller there. And she has to tell him, like, you don't own shit, son. I rent to you. <laughs> she ends up telling him about Scrappy and, you know, she fucked up, but she got to move on. It come with the game. And Lou looked like he wanted to cry. She she definitely, she definitely, she hit him. She hit him with that one. Because she told him, I own you, nigga. Suck it up. So we go into the next scene, and Kanan runs to Howard and tells him about Burke. And Burke, you know, Howard, like, Burke don't know shit. She thinks she knows something, but we got to get with your mama. All three of us got to sit together and get our story straight and come up with a plan to calm Burke ass down. So in the next scene, Burke runs to her girlfriend and she tells her what Jukebox said and how she thinks Howard is setting her up. So we get into the next scene and Lou goes to the studio. He gets to packing up and he like, fuck bulletproof records. Zisa come in. She like, what's going on? You know, like what he like my sister. So it shows Marvin going to the Baisley projects and, you know, asking what's the mathematics for the day. And then it cuts to Unique, and we see he at the spot, and we got one of the crackheads in there yelling about how they, you know, juked him out of something. They only gave him two when he bought three, and Unique cuts his ass out. But Unique tells Warrell, like, look, crack is dying, you know, and we got to change with the times, or we ain't going to have no business. Now, remember, this is the early 90s. By this time, a lot of the younger people weren't doing crack you know, it was a lot of the ones who started in the 80s. And by that time, people were seeing, like, look what this shit turned you into. It turned you into a zombie. So times were changing. Of course, it's still addicts, of course, today. But in the 80s, that's when everybody was smoking it, you know, because it was a new high. But at this time, stuff started changing. You got the girl going into the early 90s. Of course, crack was still around, but people got more going into that pure cocaine or heroin, and that's when pills and meth start coming across. So we'll we'll see so much more of that in season three, and we see Unique looking at it from a you know like he is ahead of the game, looking at it like okay, we got to do this. So him and Warrell get to talking. So it goes from each spot. It shows Unique. It shows the Baisley projects where Marvin is at. It shows the studio where Zisa and um, <clears throat> Lou are at. Then it shows Howard and Kanan. They driving over to Rock's crib. And then it goes to Sal. We see him light up that cigar. <sighs> he cuts that music on. And I already knew. I said, we about to get a monologue and a fucking mob style hit. And baby, that's what we got. All you heard was, oh, what a night. <laughs> 
And we got Sal. He started shooting pool. His men, they hit the projects first. Then they hit Unique Spot. When they hit Unique Spot, they got Warrell. I knew Warrell was going to go. I had a feeling Warrell was going to go this season. But I have to say, and he was not one of my favorite characters, but I felt bad of how it went down. Unique was hurt because at the end of the day, Warrell was his brother. That was his day one. And, and I felt bad. I felt bad because Warrell wasn't that bad. But, you know, the whole thing with him and Neek, and of course he was going to portray Rock and tell Unique everything. Unique was his day one. But it was still messed up on... You know, you, you, Warrell was just different, okay? I knew he was going to go, but I have to say I felt bad for Warrell. And I feel bad for Unique sitting there watching his boy bleed out. And he didn't want nothing to do with this war. But when he didn't help Sal and get that info on Rock, I guess he put him in it too. Because what they say, all oh, moolies is moolies. That's what they call us, right? So we see Sal again in the next scene. He's smiling, still singing, oh, what a night. And then we go to the studio. Now, they bust in there. Lou, he yells, get down. He throws the headphones over to distract them, and he got both hitters. He got their ass, but not before they took poor Zisa out. Now, I know Zisa was not a fan favorite for most people, but I enjoy Zisa. Every time she would laugh, I would be sitting there cracking up like, this bitch is crazy. So I liked Zisa. Zisa was all right. That, that was messed up. Then we go back to the Baisley projects. Marvin got the crew throwing everything down because y'all remember in season one, Rock had the eighth and the seventh flow. So they throwing everything down the shoe. They hearing the gunshots. Marvin get the loading up. He come out spraying. And then you keep hearing the same song. Oh, what a night. Everybody blasted. Marvin gets hit. I go into a panic attack myself because I'm just saying, no, Marvin. Listen, y'all should have seen me on my, I'm, I'm like, no, I, I was literally having a panic attack. Like, like, no, Marvin, it's not about to go. We just had this emotional goodbye with Juke. I was having a panic attack the whole time he was going down those stairs. And when he gets to the seventh floor, nobody was at the door to let him in. So I'm about to cry. And we see the wheelchair guy. And we see anger management when Miss Renee paid off because Marvin did his breathing, you know, experiment. And he showed kindness to the wheelchair guy, let him on the elevator by himself. And the wheelchair guy was like, come on in here. I got you. Come on. Come on. And he saved Marvin's life when the Italians came down, you know, that hallway. They didn't see Marvin because the wheelchair guy brought him in. I appreciated that. <laughs> Because I'm like, y'all not taking Marvin off this damn show. Not not yet, okay? <laughs> Marvin is one of my favorite characters. So then we go into the next scene. We see Kenya walking up slowly to Rock's house. So we knew something was about to go down. She knocks on the door. and She's like, I just want to talk to you mother to mother, Laverne. Rock cuts her off like, hold on. You just walked up like this. Where my guys at? Then she looks down. And we see all four of them dead. Now, all I was thinking is, like, these motherfuckers must have used silencers or something because she ain't hear no gunshots. Then we see them creeping up. And she like, run. Now, they get to run in the house, and Kenya goes down. Rock looks back. 
you could tell that she kind of felt bad for Kenya, but then she takes off. But you know, Rock, Rock had already grabbed that gat, you know what I'm saying, in the silverware drawer. She goes to run again, but Rock like, fuck that, I'm Raquel. She turns around, holds her pistol up, and stands there. Like, what? <laughs> now, when the first one run in there, she blasts his ass. Then the second one comes in there, shoots her in the shoulder. Now, he could have got, got her, but he want to talk. You should have stayed away. He talking so damn much, so I knew somebody was about to come save Rock. I knew Rock wasn't going nowhere. But I was thinking it was going to be Howard. And to my surprise, it was my nigga unique, and he blast that ass. And Rock was going out like a G. He's, um, the Italian dude sitting up there talking. She like, do it. You know what I'm saying? Rock ready to go out like a boss. Unique blast that ass. And then I loved every minute of it. He walked up to her. And she looking startled at a moment. You know, at the moment. She, she, you know, unique, unpredictable. She like, he might try to finish the job. But Unique, he helped her up. They did a little pound. She grabbed that gat. Like South Side. South Side. Then you heard fifty narrating. You need to hook her up. South side. South side. that was my recap i hope you guys enjoyed it this season was amazing when i say this is my favorite spinoff of the power universe that is no cap there so we gotta wait now I'm predicting season three will be amazing. I'm thinking Burke and Howard, they're going to go toe to toe and we're going to see who come out. We got to see the triangle of what happens between Howard, Rock, and Kanan. Juke will grow dark, especially after the murder of her mother and how they left matters unresolved. We're going to hear about the neighbor who lived across the hall from Freddie. They didn't show the police questioning him and him keep opening up his door for nothing. So we're going to have more of the neighbor being an eyewitness for Kanan pistol whipping Freddie and famous killing him. We're going to see so much more in season three. We're going to see crack dying out and them expanding into new drug territories with that being heroin cocaine pills we're gonna see so much more of unique we're gonna see more of lou in the record label we're gonna see a lot 
I'm not in a rush to see Ghost and Young Tommy because that's going to rush the show to end. I don't want to rush the show. But I am hoping that they introduce the character of Breeze, who we were told about in Original Power. Um, Sasha Penn, shout out to him. He does his thing with the writing. Um, <clears throat> season three is going to be amazing. There are, they are already been picked up. So here's the lineup. Um, the BMF docuseries started last night. So I'm going to recap that every Sunday. I'm not going to get my, my recap out to this Tuesday. I had, a um, something come up, so I wasn't able to get that out on time. Sorry about that. I get it out Tuesday, but I'll be recapping that every Sunday. So the night of the final episode, 50 Cent already announced, that's going to be the same night and it ends in January that the BMF show will return. After that, I believe it's going to be Power Book 2 that comes back. Um, then it will be Force in Lorenz Tate. His show got canceled. So I don't know if 50 Cent is going to take that to another network. We know he left stars, so he's working on other things. His other show, Hip Hop Homicide, start November 3rd. I'll play the trailer for that momentarily. Uh, Raisin Canaan should come back next summer in July or September. Um, so y'all know we green light gang over here. So 50 Cent is dropping some hot shit. He has... The Flores Brothers shows, he's working on that, but he started a podcast. So I'm going to be recapping the podcast. Make sure you stream that. Um, it's called Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down the drug lord. So y'all know I covered everything Narcos. I covered the cartels. So I'm going, that's going to be right up my alley. So I'm not going to recap every podcast episode, but we're going to recap that and talk about that in its entirety. Um, <clears throat> we're going to cover everything 50 Cent. We're going to cover everything Courtney Kemp with her Netflix deal. I have something very special coming up for you guys early November. It's a surprise. I'm still working on a book. As soon as I have that all complete. We're going to have Friday segments where I read that to you guys. I want to, I don't want to sell my audio book. I want to give it to you guys. I love you guys. And I want to share it with you guys. It's going to be in my own words, my own voice. And when I get it published and it's out there, it's going to be a Friday segment. I'm going to do every Friday. I want to thank you guys for your support these 10 weeks. I love my podcast family. If you guys have anything you're working on, please hit me up. I want to shout it out. I love whom loves me. Free of charge. I don't care what you're working on. I don't care what brand you have. Hit me up. I'm shouting it, shouting it out. If you have any recap requests, my links are in the description. You can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or email. I will shout you out. I'll get your recap request out. I have some big things I'm working on, and I'm going to share it with you guys. Um... I do have a sleeper for you guys, but first I just want to say shout out to the whole power universe. Um, shout out to Patina Miller, who plays Rock, Joey Badass, who plays Unique, London, who plays Marvin, um, Haley, who plays Jukebox. The whole cast and crew. Makai Curtis, who plays Young Young Kanan. 
You guys do a magnificent job. The whole cast and crew, the writing, the, the wardrobe, especially Unique's wardrobe is amazing. So I'm looking for an amazing season three. We're going to continue to support Fifth, Courtney, and just do our thing over here. You know, um, we're entering a new week. So I want you guys to know that protect your energy. If you have someone in your life who is an enemy to your energy, politely, politely dismiss them. You don't need anybody in your life like that. Life is too short. You got one life to live. Live it to the fullest. This year might not have been your year, but you know what? It's never too late. As long as you wake up every morning, that is a blessing. Use it to the fullest. Go out and say, I'm going to do it. Speak positivity. The tongue is powerful. Don't speak negative. I don't care how bad the situation looks. Go out and get it because you can do it. The sky is the limit. So not to get too serious, I just want to tell you guys, depression is at an all-time high. Sometimes you guys just got to try to look at the bigger picture and trust God's process. But on that note, I do want to play two sleepers for you guys. I hope you guys don't mind staying on for that. I know this pod was a little lengthier, but it was the season finale. You know, we um this was episode 195. So we got our 200th episode coming up shortly. And I'm going to do something special for that. Um, But. I want to continue to support Joey Badass. Make sure you guys stream his new album. We've been playing it every ep- at the end of every episode for Raising Canaan. And this is my favorite song off of the album. So let's check that out. Um, and then I have a classic 50 Cent song I want to play. Off the 
Like how it feel to know that you the best and nobody knows. I just leveled up. That's that where I belong. Make sure you guys stream that off of Joey Badass album 2000. Let's play some classic 50 Cent. And I only think it's, you know, only right to play this song off of Halloween. You know, this episode just left us like this episode was just so fire, you know. So let's let's just show some love, Fifth. We need a new album, Fifth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, you know where the niggas be at, right? Take me to Life is but a dream, you know, bro, bro, your boat. Your blood forms a stream after you get hit. You should have thought about this shit. You took that paper, you take a life for your life, you took, bitch. Sometimes I sit and look at life from a different angle. Don't know if I'm God's child or I'm Satan's angel. album by 50 cent i'm supposed to die tonight i had to show i had to show fifth some love man we need a new album fifth but um like i said we got some amazing things coming up we're gonna speak positivity and greatness for 2023 um i want to thank you again for your support 
I'll be back on Tuesday. I'll go ahead and I'll play. This pod is a little lengthier, so I'll go ahead and play that trailer. But Hip Hop Homicide start on November 3rd. I'll play that trailer when we do the docuseries um, recap on Tuesday. I'll play the trailer for Hip Hop Homicides because we're going to support that. It will be on WeTV starting November 3rd each Monday night, I believe. And that will be Van Lathan and 50 Cent talking about all of the homicides that happened in hip hop and they have some great um people on there that they're interviewing as well. I seen Juvenile in the trailer, French Mont- French Montana and much more. So, I hope you guys enjoyed these 10 weeks with me recapping Raising Kane and it was an amazing season. And we just going to continue to do our thing. So, I hope you guys have a safe and beautiful week and I'll holler at you guys on Tuesday. And it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.